season two of Altered Carbon has dropped on the Netflix and it brought us oh so much of Anthony Mackie. Just so much of Anthony Mackie. And that's not something to complain about. I am not complaining. I'm not complaining at all. There's no complaints there. I really liked it. There's a lot we could talk about. And for the first time in a long time, you don't have to have seen season one to enjoy season two because all of the salient points in season one get brought back up in season two to make sure that you know about them. And that's a good thing. So let's talk about season two of Altered Carbon on today's episode of Project Shadow. Hello everyone, how are you doing today? My name is Charlie, you might know me better as sci-fi fantasy writer C.E. Dorset, and yeah, I want to talk about Alter Carbon. I'm going to have a hard time saying that, I don't know why my brain skips every time I try to say it. Altered Carbon on today's episode. But before we get into all that, if you haven't already, please do take a moment to rate this podcast in whatever app you're listening to me on, it does help out a lot. It tells the algorithms to share the podcast with more people, the more people that listen, the bigger the community, the bigger the community the better the chance we have of actually communicating with each other. And, after all, that's why I do this in the first place. Thank you to everybody who has already done that. Alrighty, on with the show. Oh my goodness, there's so much Anthony Mackie. So much Anthony Mackie, so much Anthony Mackie. Oh, cut the check. If you don't know who Anthony Mackie is, then you either haven't seen any of the Marvel Cinematic Universe movies, or Avengers movies, or Captain America movies in a very long time, or you just don't know his name. He played the Falcon. Yeah. Oh. He stars as Takashi Kovach in the most recent season of Altered Carbon, and if you're not familiar with the premise of this show and you're going, wait a minute, Anthony Mackie is playing somebody named Takashi Kovach, how, how, how do? Altered Carbon posits a world in which the, I'm going to say consciousness, but it, consciousness, memories, life experiences, the brain is backed up in something called the stack. The stack itself can be backed up if you are rich enough to be able to afford to do such things. And should your body, which is referred to on the show as a sleeve, be killed or otherwise incapacitated, your stack can be moved to a new sleeve or restored from a backup. And you get to live forever. And this is actually one of the topics that the show is finally starting to deal with. It dealt with it a little bit in season one, but in season two, it's really kind of digging in on the question of what this manner of immortality does to a person who has died numerous times and been brought back again and again and again. If I were to have a criticism of Anthony Mackie in this part. It has nothing to do with Anthony Mackie. It has to do with the idea that the body that he is given is a human-wolf hybrid that was developed for military use, but has been seconded, uh, taken by illicit means for Takashi to help 
<sighs> save um, one of the Methuselahs who feels that his life is in danger. My, 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 my subtle and minor critique of this is it does in a way kind of perpetuate the idea that black people are inherently dangerous and violent. But two things. Number one, Takashi Kovach was brought back as a white dude in season one. And in this season, we actually meet quite a few people that have had these upgrades done to them in the wedge soldiers that are sent from the protectorate. And they are a veritable rainbow coalition of people so that does kind of mitigate some of my concerns. I just felt that it should be mentioned because I, I did kind of have some, like when when they first explained the sleeve that he was being put in, I did kind of have a oh those are words that you might not want to say about a black person, and then they were like oh and here's a white dude and an Asian guy and they've all had the same thing done. I'm like oh. I guess that makes it better, but it does say some interesting things about the Protectorate military, does it not? This season was interesting for several reasons. One, because it starts addressing the question of memory and what makes a person who they are. What is the cost of immortality? And what, what benefit is love? I'm, I'm going to word it that way because... Love is a big, big thing in this season. But yeah, it... It, it also... <laughs> I'm sorry, I, I can't laugh. Well, I can't not laugh. It also kind of tested my ability to suspend my disbelief and continue watching and enjoying a show where one of the characters' name is Gilchrist Falconer. And that name is said in its entirety almost every time she's mentioned with the exception of Takashi, who refers to her as Kel, and she... Yeah, yeah. So, it... it <laughs> I, I love that the story has a name. It is not her real name. It is a name that she took based on a seaweed that can is basically functionally immortal. That can essentially be destroyed, and as soon as water touches it again, it just bursts back to life, and she took it because her ideas will stand the test of time, and yeah, okay, I'm kind of fine with it. But at the same time, having to hear the name Kilcrest Falconer said over and over and over and over again does test even the limits of my ability to suspend disbelief, which I must say is far beyond the ability of most. So do be warned if you haven't seen the series that that, that name is going to be said a lot. A lot, a lot, by a lot of different people, in a lot of different circumstances, with a lot of different inflections. And if that's the kind of thing that would take you out of the show, don't, don't, don't watch. <laughs> just, just go on to the next season. The, the other word that I have to make sure that if you're not a fan of this show or have never seen it before, make sure that you understand I will be using the word meth, but not in the way that you're thinking. The, the very ultra-elite rich who have found a way to become functionally immortal through the use of the stacks are referred to as Methuselahs. Get it? From the Bible, the guy who lived for a thousand years. And as a shortcut, they are called meths. So, I, I'm not talking about the drug. I'm, I'm talking about the people. Okay? All right. All in all, this was a very good season. If... 
you want to start from the beginning? I, I enjoyed season one. I loved season two. If if you are concerned or if season one isn't jiving with you, I, I will say you could probably just jump to season two and be all right. Because like I said, a lot of what they did, they explained with the exception of some of Poe's storyline. While they did kind of touch on why Poe is doing some of the things that he's doing, it, 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 uh, yeah, it would be beneficial to have seen season one to understand a lot of Poe's storyline, but yeah, it's, it's a good show. It's a good show. I like this season. So much happened this season, and even like the themes that I want to talk about, I don't think I can talk about them without getting into spoilers, so I'm just going to jump right in. If you have not seen season two of Altered Carbon and you do not want to be spoiled, Spoilers are incoming in five, four, three, two, one. All right, you ready? Are you ready? Okay, so we are back on Harlan's world, which we haven't seen since some of the flashbacks in season one. Takashi Kovach is native to Harlan's world, and, well, let's just say a lot of bad things happened to him there. A lot of bad things. Harlan's world is also important because it is where the alloy is from that the stacks are made. And without the alloy that is mined, I'm going to use that loosely, from Harlan's world, we don't have the stacks. The stacks were eventually were originally invented so that people would be able to travel through the stars so they could basically send you know, hollow bodies out and project their consciousness there, referred to as needle casting, in case I refer to it later, and you don't remember what it was called. It was then used by the meths and others to give themselves a form of functional immortality. Yeah, it's a strange show, but that's that in a lot of ways is its charm. The thing that they do this season, and I mean right out of the gate this season, Kilchrist Falconer is not dead. One of the big surprises from last season was that um, Takashi's sister had backed him up, had backed her up, and thus there was a chance that she would be able to come back. And so I thought that a lot of this season was going to be about the quest for her stack. No, she's just there. She's just there and kicks Takashi's butt very early on and becomes the heart of the mystery of season two. You see, our season actually begins with Poe, who is miraculously not dead, but not in a good place. And I have to say, performed beautifully by Chris Connor. Great job, great job, great job, Poe. Poe was the best thing from season one. And even though the new actors that got brought in for season two, like they put the money in for the season, they were a lot better. Uh, He still stands out. Like he was such a good thing in season one. He is still a very good thing in season two. Much love, much love, much love. 
Anyway, he starts harassing um, Trip, who is played by Simone Misk, who, if you don't know her name, she was Miss Misty Knight in the Netflix Marvel shows. And hopefully, once the contracts are at a certain point, we'll come back to play Misty Knight, because I loved her Misty Knight, and I would love to get more for Misty Knight, even if it's over on Disney+. Plus. That's a whole side thing. She plays a um, bounty hunter who has come to get Takashi. And long story short, she does. Takashi goes back to Harlan's world, but he arrives too late. His employer, who I have to say, I was really upset by this because he's played by Michael Shanks, and I love Michael Shanks, and I was excited to see him on this show, and he, he, he shows up and he dies. He plays Horace Axley. He believes that there is a killer going around who not only has the ability to kill anybody that they want, like get through their security, get through their guards and kill them, but also destroy their stack and their backups. And he wants Takashi to protect him. But as Takashi is needle casting in and kind of getting used to his new body and kind of becoming one with it, the killer strikes, kills everybody, and attacks Takashi. And this is the moment that we find out, oh my, it's Kilcrest Falconer. She's not dead. She's in another body. Oh my goodness, what is going on? And that's the mystery of the show. The second major plotline of the season, which works out so well, is between Poe and a new character named Dig, who... Poe is fragmented because of the experiences that he had in season one, and I, it's a lot to go into, and I don't have a lot of time, so I just watch season one. Um, needless to say, the hotel that housed his AI was destroyed, a lot of bad things happened, his memory is fragged, and he ends up working with Dig to try to remedy this in a beautiful and powerful sort of way. And I, Trip and her whole family are also a very interesting group of characters, lesbians with a child, and it, it their storyline is powerful, and I really, really like it, and yeah. So that's pretty much all of the I like it out of the way. The thing that I found really powerful is this question of memory and where memory is. Because Kilcrest Falconer has no memory. Her memory is gone. But something about Takeshi and the way he talks to her stops her from killing him and eventually brings her back to her senses. And slowly she starts remembering who she is. Memory is such a powerful theme throughout the season, be it through Tripp's child, who got killed by a landmine and had to be resleeved and has PTSD from that experience. And very well done. I, I really liked how that was done on the show. To, you know, how um, Danica Harlan is trying to use the memory of her father and everything that they have done to keep control of the place. To the biggest... I guess you would say twist in the series. And that is, oh my goodness. Okay. So Colonel Ivan Carrera 
turns out to be the same guy that was hunting down Takashi in the last season, except for they forced him to change his name. And he's been operating in secret for like 300 years and all this stuff. And unbeknownst to everyone, he's constantly talking about this Agent Evergreen, Agent Evergreen, and they're going to bring Agent Evergreen in. And oh my goodness, Agent Evergreen is a backup of Takashi Kovach from before he ended up becoming an envoy, before he was sent after Kilcrest Falconer, before he fell from grace in the eyes of the Protectorate. And they not only bring this backup back, but put him in a sleeve modeled after Takashi's birth sleeve, what he looked like when he was born. And so a big running theme of this show is Takashi versus Takashi and how people can and cannot change. And it takes this wonderful position, which I thoroughly agree with because I know how much I have changed over my own life that people are malleable, that it's the weight of our memories, that memory resides as much in the body as it does in the soul, in the spirit, in the memories, in the mind. And we see this through several characters reacting with uh, against the ghosts of their past, literal and, phys- and psychological. Um, and even in the character of Poe, seeing him have to deal with the losses that he had to deal with in the previous season and how he needs to reboot, but in so doing, when it fixes his operating system, when the, as, the re, as he's booting back up, basically a self-diagnostic will kick in and repair his operating system, and more than likely he will lose all of his memories and thus not be the same person that he is. I'm going to skip all the way to the end of the season because this is where this really pays off. We learn, apparently, at the very end of the season that before Poe went offline and before Takashi dies, because the Takashi that we've been following so far in the entire series, of course, dies at the end of the season, leaving only OG Takashi running around and, of course, Kilcrest Falconer running off to start a new revolution somewhere else. Poe comes back online and we learn that he has someone's stack in memory. And the big question that we're left with at the end of the season is whose is it? And my theory is that this is our Takashi Kovach, that he backed him up shortly before going offline, before re- rebooting. But we'll have to see what they're going to do in season two. I do believe this series is based off of a series of novels. I know there's at least a novel called Altered Carbon um, that I believe is connected to this series. I have not read it, so I, I don't know. If you have and you do know, don't tell me. I like the surprise and Actually, do tell me if you liked the book, and I will consider reading it, because, you know, sometimes I do like to do that. But this whole question of who we are and how much our memories determine who we are and the decisions that we make is such a powerful one, especially in seeing how this affects the character of Kilcrest Falconer, whose love for Takeshi 
wakes her up, and how the memory of the planet in the elder who was able to store themselves in the tree, and who possessed Kilchrist Falconer and was using her to destroy the the meths. This whole topic of memory was so wonderfully done and powerful. And it made me think a lot about how, how much of who we are is our memory and how much of it is our experience. Because that, more than anything, is what this question boils down to. Because when they're talking about the memory of the body, that's more the experiences that a person has, the chemical and muscular changes that they've gone through. How much of that makes us who we are? And I love that the show leaves that open. It doesn't preach at us with an answer. But in a way, life is precious because we know that it will end. That is a message that this show keeps returning to. And as such, I think it puts an importance on our physical life and shows the dangers of just focusing on our metaphysical life, whether that's one achieved through a singularity like this one, where we can back ourselves up and reboot ourselves in another platform, or any other way that you want to imagine that happening. That life is here, and that we need to be present with those that we love now. That's an, that's an important message. I, I really enjoyed this season. There's a lot I can talk about if you really want to hear me talk more about Alter Carbon Season 2, I would love to do that. I, I am, as always, at your tender mercies. So if there, if you'd like me to talk about that or anything else, if there's any topic at all that you'd like me to talk about, down in the show notes, you'll find a link to the voice message system. Keep it short, keep it clean so I can use it on the show. I would love to hear from you. You can also hit me up on social media. I am C. Dorset on both Twitter and Instagram, and you can find links to everything that I do over at projectshadow.com. If you've got a buck you can pass my way, in the show notes you'll find a link to both the voice message system, uh, the voice message system, again, um, you'll find a link to both listener support and my Patreon. Thank you to everybody who helps out. You keep the lights on and help me continue doing everything that I do. If you don't have any money right now or you don't feel like giving, that's fine. That's perfectly all right. No pressure whatsoever. But if you know somebody you think would like anything that I do, do share it with them. That helps out immensely as well. Alrighty. Thank you so much for listening. And until next time, don't forget to have the fun. Bye.